what does RuPaul say? <laughs> if you don't love yourself, how yeah. the hell is someone else going to love you? That is true. Yeah. Our philosopher, RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> Patron seat, RuPaul yeah. of the podcast. It's RuPaul and Taylor Swift. They share joint custody. <laughs> Where are the saint candles? <laughs> Should I pop my champagne for us? Pop that champagne, girl. Yes. Can you believe that almost exactly a year ago today, we met in that little basement in Astoria with Anthony, and we recorded episode one of Swept Out. It's been a year. It's been a year. Cheers to that. Hold up. Wait a minute. I think that we had champagne or some sort of champagne-based drink on our first episode. Oh, did we have mimosas? We had, we had those apple cider mimosas, or was that with Miles? Or did we do it? On, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh! Oh! We're we're we're, we're getting too too bubbly. Too many bubbles. Too bubbly. Also, my mom. <laughs> Take this to the grave. Nobody say anything to Jackie. <laughs> is it is it hardwood we're talking or carpet? It's carpet. And like the cat pukes in here like every other day. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly. It's, no it's one good. just blame the cat if any questions yeah, arise. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you miss working or are you kind of like chilling? I miss working. So I'm the opposite. I'm oh, like, I'm chilling. No, I miss working, but I am learning to I think for like the first, really up until the past couple weeks, I have been so stressed about like, what's going to happen? When am I going back to work? What am I going to do with my life? La 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 la. And then now that it's like, I'm starting to get texts about work. It seems like productions will be starting up soon. I'm taking the time to enjoy like, oh, I wake up and I could go back to bed. Like, yes, just enjoying the quiet. Um, But I miss all of my friends are at work. Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because my life was consumed by work. It's like, I miss those people a lot. Yeah. yeah. But do you yeah. guys ever do like any video chats or anything like Sometimes, that? Sometimes. Yeah. No. Yes. But only with, cause I, I feel like I have those tight, tight friends. And then there are those work friends that are like, right. you know, we don't really necessarily hang outside of work, but right. we're still tight and they still bring joy to my life. Yeah. So I miss those people and I miss the hustle and bustle, but I, I'm sure that as soon as I start work again, I'll be like, oh, I just want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just probably making up for lost time with all this like sleeping yeah. and chilling <laughs> and de-stressing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wish I would have realized that earlier. So now it's, it's, I don't know. We're all going to be unpacking this trauma like 20 years from now. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just processing it right For the now. rest of our lives, really. I think we Basically. will take this to our graves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like the new thing when my kids are like, so mom, what was it like? Like, let me tell you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be so sick of us. It was rough. Let me tell you about a Zoom happy hour, okay? <laughs> a Zoom birthday party. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know. <laughs> Um, so speaking of work, do you have some updates about what's going on? I do. Yeah. So I have always dreamt about going abroad again. Okay. Um, and kind of been trying to strategize, like what would be the best way to do that? And I have a friend that teaches English in Spain. I actually visited her on that recent trip to Spain during the Mm -hmm. uh, 
quarantine panic. Started this, uh, yeah. pandemic. <laughs> exactly. And I realized that in this time, I could take a course uh, to become certified to teach ESL. So I am next week starting a course called CELTA. It's through Cambridge and it's a certification course, four weeks to, to learn how to teach English as a second language. And I don't know if I will ever use it. You know, I might just do the course, hate it uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, uh-huh. and never use it again. But I figure... I, I would like to have that skill because I think that I, I would feel more confident knowing that, like, say that I get sick of production and don't want to do it anymore. I have that option. And um, if say I want to go live, live in Spain for a year, like I could easily do that. That'd be so. So, fun. yeah, I'm, I'm nervous and excited. And cheers um, to you. Thank you. Thank Raise you. Glass. <laughs> it's going to be very odd. It's like going to be going back to grammar school, you know? yeah and you teach you're Cambridge okay um yeah so we'll see we'll see what about you tell me what there are a lot of updates for you that we need to talk about I think oh girl (laughs) it has been quite the summer um work updates so I too am going back to school and I think I told you um I had applied to some law schools and I heard back from all of them yeah I got into all of them. Oh my god! So. Congrats. Cheers! <laughs> Thank you. Thank that you. Is ecstatic. Very news. excited. One of them yes. was Cornell, which was like huge. Yes. Um, but I'm not going with any of them. Woo! Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> because I found a program, kind of. It was like a serendipitous moment at the last minute before I had to make a decision. That is uh, with Harvard, and it's their public leadership credential, which is a feeder program into the Harvard Kennedy School of Government for their master's in public policy. So I start with Harvard in ah! a couple of weeks. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Harvard, here she comes. Woo! Here she comes. Oh my God. What? That is so exciting. <laughs> Thanks. Wait. So look at us. We're, we're teaching, we're learning, we're growing, yeah. we're educating. So tell me, tell me more about this. What is, are you going physically to Harvard or is it going to be online? How long is the program? Like what, what's all the deets? Give you the tea. (laughs) So it's, um, it's online. It's six courses and each course is about six weeks in length. So typically they recommend that you only take one course at a time because it's like they recommend 10 to 20 hours per course. But given everything going on, I was like, let me be aggressive with it. So I'm going to take two at a time and then there's a capstone at the end. So in theory, I should be wrapping up end of spring 2021. And then because it's a brand new program and a brand new feeder system, it's kind of unprecedented. But in theory, I could be physically going up to Cambridge next summer to like continue with the master's. So some of these courses are actually transferred into the master's okay. of public policy. So I'd go up to their Harvard uh, Kennedy School of Government and then I would graduate um, December 2021, or possibly late. I have to see, like, my full eligibility once I get started. Right. But as soon as end of 2021, I could be a graduate from their school. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. That is huge. Yeah. Oh, my I'm God. Excited. And you've been home since when? Like, in Arizona since when? Since May, I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you now are fully home you said yep. goodbye to New York. <laughs> I said goodbye to a lot of things. Yeah. I would like to call this chapter of my life entanglements and other endings because <laughs> <laughs> I 
I said goodbye to my apartment in Brooklyn. My roommate had already moved out, so I went back. I packed it all up by myself. I felt like such a big girl to, like, <laughs> make it all happen literally within, like, a week. And it was kind of last minute because our landlord ended up saying, you can move out a month early, but you need to do it basically now. Oh. So it pushed up my whole timeline. So I went back. I said goodbye to some friends that were there. I ended my on-again, off-again situationship with college man, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like I should actually address now. We, that it's we need like to get into that. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> what is a short way of saying this story? Basically, you obviously know this, but I'll give like a read. What should we call him? We'll just call him Jay. Jay from college. Jay from college. He was younger. We were friends. Never a thing in college. And then fall after I graduated, I happened to be home. It was like my first time home really since moving to New York. Just I think to see Chase play football. And uh, I got a call from a mutual friend saying, hey, there's been a car accident. Jay has been in this accident. Um, and he's at a hospital in York, Pennsylvania. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's my hometown hospital. Let me go. Um, so the morning after the accident, I'm pretty sure I was the first person there to see him. And uh, was, like, literally by his bedside, like, out of a movie. <laughs> and um, the really tragic part of this is that uh, there was a, a mutual friend, but his, like, really, like, good, like, best friend passed away in the accident, unfortunately. Um, literally on Jay's shoulder. So it was just, like, a really awful, horrific thing that happened. But I think it did, in a lot of ways, like, permanently shift our relationship. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't even romantic. And I think he was dating somebody at the time, and, like, I wasn't even seeing it that way. But after that, so, like, I went and visited him a couple times when he was at that hospital. And then, and the, so he would have been a junior at that point in college. And, um, you know, like, throughout the rest of his college career, like, would check in on him and, like, whatever. It was very friendly. Not that we didn't get along when I was in school, but, like, we definitely had, like, I don't know petty like disagreements about things because he worked on my um, executive team for student government and um, yeah so like afterwards so he moved back to the city I think in 2018 and at the time I was dating this Russian guy named Kirill fun little story about Kirill he used to count all the windows and exits in any room we'd be in so like we'd be at dinner and he'd be like there are 42 windows in here and like four different doors so he was definitely part of the KGB or adjacent for sure (laughs) (laughs) I don't know or he just had a weird thing um but long story short I was supposed to go to this like hot hot musical the band's visit if anybody knows that was like the show of the season with Kirill and we've been dating long enough where I was like okay I'm gonna take Kirill it's gonna be a thing and like I don't know he like (laughs) he claimed he lost his debit card like two days prior to the show so he's like I can't come but here's the tea he lived with his parents so I was like I've already paid for this like I'm not paying for the show like you can be my guest to the show. You just literally need to get yourself there. You don't have to go to dinner. Like, you just need to, like, take the path into the city. So, and then I found out on Snapchat day of that he was, like, hanging out with some girl and whatever. I don't know. Ugh. He sucked. But anyways, uh, Jay ended up being my plus one. So I invited him. He had just graduated. I invited him to be my plus one. And uh, we got drinks. We talked. And then I think from there it started to shift. Then, like, once he was back in the city, we started to go out to dinners together I think we went to, like, one or two more shows together. So it just shifted. It was just a different dynamic. And I think during that time, like, feelings started to develop. And he definitely, like, hardcore pursued me for a while. And I was like, no, no, no. Mm. Like, I don't know. He's younger. I'm not feeling Mm -hmm. it. 
And then at some point along the way, he, like, wore me down, and so then we started hooking up, but still, like, going out to, you know, get drinks and stuff, and there was never any, uh, commitment really on either side, like, it was just, like, I'll see you when I see you kind of thing, and it was always, like, friendly and, like, flirty. Then, (laughs) I'll tie in one of our other guests from (laughs) this season, I ended up getting drinks with Miles back in, when was that? Early, early March, like right before everything shut down. And Miles is a friend of the pod. We love Miles. Love so I'm Miles. not going to trash him. <laughs> um, but I will say this. I think he like maybe unintentionally led me on a little bit where I thought that like it was leading to something. Like we were talking pretty much every day at the beginning of the year. But I think in his mind, it was probably just like a flirty like friend thing and like mm-hmm. nothing serious. But to me, I was like, oh, like this might be a thing. And we have like this like history now with because we had recorded the episode right. a couple months prior you had did done the 36 questions that lead to love we, yes exactly we had done the deed <laughs> um and he like canceled on me and whatever so we like end up getting drinks uh spoiler it was clearly not a d and what i got from our interaction right away was like oh either he totally miscalculated this or there's like somebody else like he's probably talking to somebody else just based off of his like reactions and it was like a little bit awkward he literally drew me a venn diagram on a napkin <laughs> and i was sitting there and i was like "Ooh, girl you wore your good top for this <laughs> we actually caught up uh like maybe a month ago and he did confirm that he is dating somebody and that they had started talking back in february from hinge plug to hinge oh yes so that's the tea with that but anyways I was mortified from the experience. I was so embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) at myself. And I had, I was looking like, like, I'll just, I'll plug myself. I was looking good. I like laid out all the cards. Yes, you were. And I ended up FaceTiming Jay and I was like, what's up? And he was like, oh, like, what's up? That night. How's it going? Yeah, that night. Okay. And then he was like, do you want me to take a cab? Like, I will come to you right now. And I was like, yes, but no, because that's wrong. And we don't want to do that. And but so I was like, but no. why, I'm curious, why did you think it was wrong? Like, what, was there something that has shifted for you that, like, casual hookup was not what you wanted anymore? I think it was, like, honestly, I was feeling sorry for myself. And I was like, one, it's not fair to this guy. And okay. two, it's like, that's not, like, you don't really want to, like, hook up with somebody tonight. You're just, like, feeling sad because okay. you thought it was, like, something that it wasn't. You didn't want to so pull like, him into that emotional. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was got like, it. I wanted the attention. I got the validation. But now I'm like, no, no, no. You don't actually want to do this. Also, it was, like, I don't know, like, a Wednesday. It was, like, a weird night. So it was just, like, not the vibe. <laughs> You're like, I have work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he lived in the Bronx. I lived in Brooklyn. You know, anyone that's from the city knows that's, like, not easy to, like, get No. No. <laughs> that's a 90-minute trek at the minimum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which he's made, you know, credit where credit's due. But he also lived with his parents. So right. that's the tea on that. Um, but then a week later, he hit me up and was like, hey, if I come out to Brooklyn, because we hadn't seen each other in a while, uh, he's like, can we get drinks? Can we just, like, talk and hang out? And I was like, yeah, okay. So I went out to dinner with my roommate. I wasn't thinking much of it. I was kind of annoyed because he had been, like, a little bit flaky before, and I was like, clearly, like, I'm just not putting my eggs in this basket. Like, he's kind of a player. That's, like, his mentality. But we go out. We get the drinks. We get some more drinks. We go to this really cute little spot in my neighborhood that have couches. And oh. We're on a couch by ourselves. You know the vibes. Yes. As Alfie would say, you know the vibes. <laughs> and um, he just, like, confessed, like, a lot of, like, feelings and was, like, 
it's always been you for me. Like, I've kind of watched you grow into this, like, beautiful woman and, like, kissed my hand. Like, it was a whole thing. Also, the world was ending, you know? So (laughs) he was like, do you want to go dancing? And I was like, yes. But then as we were walking to go dancing, like, right on the cusp of this pandemic, I was like, actually, no. Like, why don't we just go watch a movie? Right. (laughs) And so that happened. And then from there... You know, throughout quarantine, we were talking. We talked pretty much every day. Then we started FaceTiming, which was something that we didn't do regularly. And, like, feelings kind of developed, I think, on both sides, especially on my side. And, like, I was just going, you know, I lost my job. My whole life is uprooted, as we all, you know, have experienced in our own ways. And it was really a period of turmoil that I'm still kind of coming out of. And so I think in the past, I had kind of always been that support system for him. And this was a time when I, like, really needed mm-hmm. him to, like, step it up yeah. and be that support system for me. And he's really good, as we know from the pod, my love language is words of affirmation mm-hmm. and quality time. And he's very, very good at saying the right thing and being a smooth talker. But I don't think the actions always match, yeah, whether fully intentional or not. Um, but at the time, I was, like, feeding off of that because I needed it. And I was like, he's giving me the attention I want. This time, I'm like, I feel like so... This isn't really going chronological order. People gave us some questions and they asked me about all the boys that we've had on. So I'm kind of telling you the story of the more recent boys that we haven't talked about through this story. The ones behind the scenes. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Spencer, nothing happened with Spencer, but we still chat and he is dating the widow. So that was a little (laughs) (laughs) circle back. If you listen to that episode, you know who she is. Um, but he's great. And, you know, I love that we're like friendly and we chat and catch up. Um, and Miles, again, friendly, obviously went through <laughs> this period. And then I was like, girlfriend, it's not going to happen. You need to move on with your life. <laughs> not for lack of trying. And also, honestly, not for lack of flirting on either side. But save that tea for another day. Um, but then Greg comes along and Greg was wonderful. And, you know, you were there. You listened to the I saw the sparks. Saw the sparks. And he was just very consistent, and I think he was stable and kind of had his life together, was very ambitious. Side note, you'll appreciate this, uh, you know the movie Bombshell that came out? Yes. About Roger from Fox. Yes, like Fox Roger Ailes, yeah. Yes, Roger Ailes. So Greg, when he was at Fox, was selected to be like one of Roger Ailes' like... Uh, what's the word mentees I guess no he, like, picked, like five way. a year yeah so he had plenty of like one-on-ones with Roger and like he didn't obviously experience anything but he said the women that were in his program shared stories afterward about like it was clearly a different experience for them oh Crazy. so he's going places we'll be seeing yeah. him in the future but but I was talking to Jay and I was talking to Greg throughout this whole time and I think and it was kind of funny when it's at the beach back in March this was probably not the best but you know I was a single lady doing my thing, <laughs> didn't lie to anybody. Mm-mm. Jay at one point was like, are you talking to other people? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't I was he- like, I'm pretty sure you are too. Yeah, wasn't he doing the same? Yeah, well, he never like owned up to that, but like, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's also a 24-year-old boy, so he's a little bit younger. He's definitely like playing the field, mm-hmm. sowing his wild oats. Um, but I think we had this like deep emotional bond from this like traumatic experience and then just knowing each other for five years. For sure. So I go to New York. I see Greg. We meet up. Spoiler, Greg was not six foot, as he described, <laughs> as I've always suspected. Once I looked at those petite, fragile dancer hips, I was like, this man is not six foot. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, sorry. The sorry, The champagne Greg. has me talking. Sorry about it. 
hate to um, out you on the pod, but it is what it you is. you lied. You <laughs> lied, Greg. You lied. But even just beyond that, it was like I truly had a, you know, like a Mark and Jessica moment from Love is Blind. I don't know, but. I'm sorry. I, I keep referencing it and you're like, I don't. <laughs> but, but I'm sure many of our listeners get yes, the Yes. Where it was like in the pod on the show and in the FaceTime dates that we had for me, like we did the 36 questions too. We probably did like eight maybe FaceTime dates and then we were talking wow. every day so like and these were like substantial like two three hour like what you, a normal date like what you would do if you can meet in person but um walking around Central Park it just we had great conversation and I think we're both like we can keep conversations going kind of no matter what um but I didn't really feel the spark and I don't know that he felt the spark and then at the end when he walked me to the train I had my mask on and he didn't have his on and I wasn't sure if I should like take it off but no. I wasn't like feeling it necessarily no. and it just felt awkward yeah. so we didn't even kiss it was just like I mean a, that's corona dating for you that's, <laughs> that's it yeah. yeah I didn't want to be like who else are you kissing or like sleeping with or like you know it's like a whole checklist that you have to go through these days yeah so that was sad, but I think I realized through that experience that my heart was really in this relationship with Jay mm-hmm. and like the conversations that we were having. And um, he and I had had a couple different FaceTimes throughout that time. And long story short, when I was there in June, which is like when I met Greg, he just like didn't make it a priority to come and see me and kind of kept putting it off. And then it got to the point where I was like, yeah, we don't need to hang out. Cause I was like, I feel like you're treating me as an option. I'm not an option. And if you don't want to put in the time, that's fine. But like, we're at two different stages. You had shifted to where you were like, I am looking for a stable relationship. And like, I can understand that you're going through so much chaos in your life. Like that is an area that you needed to be stable. Yep. I get that. But the story is not quite over (laughs) because I'm also weak and (laughs) I came home and we hadn't talked in like two weeks and like he had like FaceTimed me and texted me after I'd said that and I just kind of ignored it and I was like I really do miss him I feel like I want to talk to him so we ended up reconnecting and then he was like I want to try harder like I have these feelings that are deeper than just like for you so again like implying deeper feelings implying that it's growing into something like giving me this kind of false hope and saying, I'm not ready to, like, make this a relationship, but if you want, we can be exclusively talking. Like, I'm not talking to anybody else. Like, I'm focused on you. <laughs> Lies. This man is a liar. <laughs> Lies. But I believed it because I wanted to, and I, like, cared right. for him so deeply, and I was so invested. And I think, again, just, like you said, it's such a tumultuous time for all of us, and I just really didn't want to give up on this. And I felt like it was almost a karmic connection because of everything that we had been through has like, yeah. been like a long time coming and like there must be a reason behind this and that's just not how life is sometimes sometimes there's just no reason <laughs> yep so I go to New York and he had moved into his own apartment like a big boy wow and shout out. I know good to hit, good for him and then of course the weekend I come back he's in the Poconos for a boys trip which was fine but the last time we talked, he's like, I'm sorry, like, I didn't really make you a priority. And like, if I get another chance, I will. And I gave him the dates when I was coming back. And then conveniently, we do a state swap. And he's in Pennsylvania. Right. And I'm in New York. But we get to like the last week before I'm moving. And I was like, what's what's happening here, Jay? Like, these are the dates I have before I literally move out of my apartment. And then I go to St. Thomas. So I want to see you. Right. Day. And he couldn't give me any of the days I gave him. He's like, I'm seeing friends on those days. He's and it's like, are you seeing friends, friends or are you seeing girls? Like, who are you he seeing? He couldn't reschedule with friends? 
And most of, I know most of his friends, so I'm like, these are not new people. Like, you see these people a lot, and I've been on FaceTime with you with these people. Oh my so, God. okay. So, then I reschedule my connection with a friend. Not because I wanted to, but at that point, I'd already made up my mind of what I wanted to do, which was, like, give him back his stuff that was at my place and just kind of, like, end it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picked a neutral location in Manhattan. And, of course, that's the one day that it was, like, raining and there's thunder and lightning. So he calls me and he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, it's raining. He's like, I know. He's like, I don't want the rain to hinder me from seeing you, though. And I knew. Savannah, I knew. I knew. I knew. I sabotaged myself. I knew what would happen. (laughs) But I also was not going to go to the Bronx. No. On this, like, rainy Wednesday night. And I also still, because so much had happened in, what was that, like, four, four and a half months of us just, like, virtually talking and not seeing each other, that I was, like, I really felt this strong pull to, like, be face-to-face and kind of do it face-to-face. So he comes over. Now, to paint the the scene for you, there are boxes all over my apartment. Mm. I had one orange chair. My couch was sold. My bed frame was sold. I just had a mattress on the ground. I was glamping in my apartment. So And sexy. like a stool. Yeah. So he sits on the stool. I sit on the chair. We're swapping. We're looking at each other in these like closed quarters. You've been there. It's not a very big apartment. And no. uh, <laughs> drinking a very, very large bottle of Pinot Noir. <laughs> very large. And listening to music. And basically straight up I was like, what's happening here? What are we doing? And still got the same kind of answer of like, I like you, I see it developing, but I'm not ready to, like, give you a label, which, again, just means nothing will change that, and I think I thought I could change it, but that's some advice for anyone out there listening. You cannot change someone's opinion about whether or not they want to be in a relationship, Mm -hmm. like, you can't make them open. Yeah, yeah, you can't make them ready. Either they're open or they're not open, and nothing you can do can change that, and that was a hard lesson I had to learn. So, we're going back and forth. And then I'm pouring more wine, and then we're kissing, and then that leads to my mattress on the ground <laughs> in my apartment. I'm so sorry, Mom. You can skip over this part. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. And, yeah, and, you know, it was like a final, a final goodbye. And he did spend the night, spend the night, but he conveniently got up early, I think I told you this, to, like, his dad was putting in his AC in his new apartment or something at, like, 5.30 in the morning. Of course. Of course. I will say this. It did feel more intimate than before, and it definitely felt like on both sides, like, it had changed. And I think that's just true. Like, we did share a lot, no matter, of like, how it worked out. Like, we definitely have this emotional bond that I don't think will ever go away. Um, but I did give him back his stuff, and then... Once he left in the morning, we had kind of left it like, oh, I'm going to come up to the Bronx. I'm going to see your new apartment. But, like, as the day went on and I thought about it, I was just like, like, what are you doing here? And I talked to you about this. I talked to so many people and everyone was like, drop him. Leave him. He has been dragging you along. And to be fair, he was honest about not being ready for a relationship. But but then I, I think it wasn't fair for him to kind of fluff you up and with all of those like I feel something more than like for you like Mm -hmm. oh literally like he would be like you're so beautiful like why would I ever want to give that up and like you know there's just something about you like you have my heart like he would just like throw out these crazy things that like of course if you're like feeling something for someone you're going Mm -hmm. to like internalize it 
and that had happened to me in the past with a friend from high school that was like that was probably the one time I would say I like fell in love with someone and like had my heart broken was oh. this like high school guy Liam and it looking back and like the pattern is very similar where he to be fair did tell me he wasn't like Liam would be like oh you're too good for me and blah 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 but like would still <laughs> like obviously want to come visit me in New York so yeah <laughs> not too good to try to like come hook up with me uh-huh. um but yeah you're right so he did he did breadcrumb it um but also I think he was gonna allow it what I got from it was he was going to allow it to continue as long as I allowed him to like kind of flirt in and out of my life so to speak and I knew I had to end it before I left New York so I sent him this long text kind of laying it out and I'd wanted I had wanted to do it in person I'd try to do it over FaceTime to you know leading up to that meeting in New York but it just we would go back and forth and kind of do circles around each other so Mm -hmm. I wanted to just like cleanly like put it out in writing and send it to him so I did and I never heard back really yeah Um, oh my god yeah (gasps) yeah because I I I wouldn't say my heart is broken but I would say it's bruised pretty badly oh that is yeah that will play I think on his part I just don't know. And I'll have to I won't like waste everyone's time with like reading it all out. But I tried to lay it out in a way where I was like, look, you know, I care about you a lot. I do see a future with us. This is where I'm at. I've realized I need a partner who's like ready to commit and be all in with me. And I get that you might not be there or you might never get there. But like, it's not really fair to continue the situation ship or this entanglement as a Jada would say. Mm -hmm. And, um, Basically, it was just like, I don't regret what happened between us the night before, uh, but it can't continue. Like, I can't, I don't want half of you if I'm not getting the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be in with me, I want you to be all in. And that goes, like, not just for him, but, like, across the board moving forward. I think I've realized that in this year of the pod. Yeah. Of I'm ready for someone to be, like, sure, and to be all in. And it's okay if someone's not, but that's, like, what I'm looking for now at this stage. And you've, you're now ready to, to say that's fine, but I need this for myself. And I commend you for that Thanks. because it's not easy, especially when you do have feelings for someone and you enjoy spending time with them. I think it's really easy to get into that weird space of not knowing. And um, yeah, it's a hard realization to come to. And I'm honestly just so pissed that he didn't text you back after yeah. all that you've been through. Yeah. Part of me thinks, though, he he's someone, like, again, with this traumatic experience that happened to him, he had to go back to school, like, right away. So I think there's still, like, stuff from that that he probably hasn't even processed. Like, I think he's kind of a, he's very funny and he's very outgoing. He's, like, a very popular person, but I think he's kind of stoic in a lot mm. of ways, too, and he internalizes things. So I almost feel like he's suppressing his emotions. And I almost feel like he didn't know what to say back because I think he knew what I was saying was true and that he just maybe didn't have, like, a... Yeah, I mean, he he might be honestly hurt and also know that he has to let you go right now because of exactly what you said that like, yeah, he might not be ready and he probably will miss you in his life. Yeah, there's also a little part I left out where his (laughs) phone was going off throughout the evening and I did see at one point that it was a girl named Georgia who was texting him, and she sent him, like, a bunch of text messages throughout the night. So I'm pretty sure Georgia's not his aunt. I know huh. it's not one of his sisters. I know his sisters. Um, so... Uh, Georgia, please reveal yourself. <laughs> yeah, where are you at, Georgia? But is there a chance? Matter. If, 
that's his mom's name? Any chance? No. No, it's not. I know his okay. mom. <laughs> Okay, great. That's not her name. <laughs> um, but I had suspected that too. And I think, listen, like, sow your wild oats, honey. Do what you yeah. want. But that's something to me too where I was like, the fact that I felt the need to even be like paranoid about like who was texting him or like not trusting like what he was saying. That's like, you can't build a relationship off of that. No. Absolutely and, not. Um, so that was a sign to me too. And it doesn't even yeah. matter, you know, if it was Georgia, if it was Janelle, if it was Casey, like it doesn't really matter what the name was, but it's like the fact that it was clear that I'm not like the only focus that, that you didn't trust it would him. never work. Yeah. yeah. And it would never work in dis like long distance is no joke. And I yeah. wouldn't go into that lightly. Um, so that's that. That's the and tea. That's, that's the situation ship that you've been alluding to. Yeah. I've come clean. And then, Taylor Swift's new album dropped that night that I sent the text. So oh. her timing is heaven sent. She always has my back. She is my queen for life. I don't care what the haters say. That's my girl. I swear. I she die. is like in tune with all of our she lives is. in a she weird is. way. She really is. And then I went to St. Thomas and I posted a lot on Instagram. I popped off as the kids would say. And um, yeah, I'm working through my emotions, but... Oh, you tell me. I think I know the answer, but I think for the first time in us recording this, Savannah, I am swiped out. I am not talking to anyone. I'm not on the apps. Yeah. I'm zen. Oh, my. Cheers to that, honey. <laughs> Get my glass. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> Are you on the apps at all? Are you taking Abs- a little breather? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I can't remember when, but sometime amidst all this, I deleted everything um yeah yeah and I feel so good about it I feel so free and I I've been staying off social media um because it's causing anxiety and Mm -hmm. yeah I just feel a lot a lot better and not not to you know um drag the apps like that's not at all right what I mean because you know We've both had some good experiences on them, but I think just at this time of my life, I 100% cannot be available for another person. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And honestly, probably wasn't available when I started on the apps. Mm -hmm. So, So I think that's why deleting them felt really good. It's like, oh, you don't have to push yourself to do this. Right. You're really, and it took literally being trapped inside to realize that, but. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that that to me segues for us into some questions. But my biggest question for you is in this year-long journey that we've had together and so many ups and downs and curveballs thrown our way, (laughs) what have you learned about yourself? Like, do you have any big takeaways from this past year? And Mm. also to see it kind of captured in recording to like look back on it and be like, this was me at 25. Oh my gosh. Well, I haven't looked back at anything and I think that I won't be able to for like a very long time because it's just too, it's too fresh. It's, I know it's been a year, but it's still like too soon to, to go back. But I think, wow, what have I learned? I just think that I really was not ready to be dating. I know that's going to sound crazy because, like, I'm 25 years old. Like, why? What's holding me back? And I think that's what I was asking myself. Like, what? what is going on? But I, I think I really have some stuff to work through, which yeah. is not worked through yet. And that's okay. It's a constant journey. Yeah. But 
And I, I've come to be okay with it too. I, I think that's maybe what I've learned. Like, um, wherever you're at, it's okay. Yeah. M- maybe my exception to that would be like, if you're in a bad toxic relationship, then get out of mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Leave him, sis. Yes. That's the tea. Get out the door. <laughs> but get out. I guess I would say to anyone who's in a similar boat, like, it's okay. Take time to be with yourself and um, you might discover, you know, new goals and a new you. (laughs) Do you feel like so cheesy? (laughs) No, I think you're onto something though. This is like making me emotional. (sighs) Do you feel like coming out of this, if and when I'm assuming you're returning to New York, Mm -hmm. do you think you're coming back a little bit different, a little bit wiser or older or something? Do you think you've kind of gone through a change during this time? Yeah. I mean, I think we all have. Yeah. I think we've all experienced a truly life-changing few months. I think no matter what your situation is, it's changed all of us in some way. And I might not realize it at first, but yeah, I think I'll have a whole new appreciation for a lot of things. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think... So when this episode, I believe once we release it, it'll be, I think, just about exactly a year, maybe exactly a year when we recorded the first episode with Anthony, Ah. which is so serendipitous to me. And I think it's funny, a little bit similar to you as someone who I really, I really did do a lot of dating in New York in my four years. I can say with confidence, I did a lot of dates, but just because I was dating, it doesn't necessarily mean that I was ready for a relationship. And I think actually with the podcast, with a few different people through the podcast, I was the closest I've ever been to kind of being ready for that next step with Mm -hmm. Anthony. Even though he wasn't giving me what I needed, he was ready to be like, let's be exclusive, let's commit. And I think that probably would have blossomed into a relationship on my end. There's too many red flags for me to... I don't know. I just didn't feel it enough. I didn't think it was right with him. And I thought that from the beginning. I think I shared, like, he was always a really fun guy. We went on so many fun dates. Mm -hmm. I mean, he took me to some really cool spots. And one of the questions was, like, is he still blocked? And I was like, I don't know if he's blocked, or if he still has me blocked, but he's not blocked on any of my stuff. And he never was. Um, But that happened. And I think with Greg, maybe if I had met him at a different time, um, at a different stage, that could have been something a little bit more serious I think we're very aligned with our three-year goals Mm -hmm. and then you know with college boy with Jay I really wanted it because I think I was so emotionally invested I did really care about him and it takes me a while to get there I think I'm a little it takes me a little while to warm up to someone and kind of like let down some of those protective layers Mm -hmm. from past experiences and he really got inside he really did get to see like I mean I cried in front of him and I like never cry in front of guys no um so, so yeah, I think I needed it. I needed this year. I needed maybe this pod to push me to be so out there with it. Mm-hmm. And certainly the pandemic to really reflect on what it is I need to do internally. So I started doing therapy for the first time in my life. And that has been an amazing experience. Yes. Um, plug. It's all virtual. <laughs> it's easy to do from the comfort of your home or St. Thomas, depending on where you are and when you need it. And, um, like you said, I think I am like reflecting on, you know, work does mean a lot to me. So the sudden loss of my job and really my industry, it's going to be years before it recovers. Um, 
force me to look inward and say, okay, what do you want to do? What's next? And so you've always talked about politics. You've always talked about government. What are you doing to get yourself closer to that? And so I don't think I would have done any of that if I hadn't gone on this weird, crazy journey. And I think Mm -hmm. if I hadn't gone to New York and been there for four years, six summers, which is a long chunk of time, longer than college, um, I wouldn't have had these experiences. But now I think I'm coming out of it. There's a, t- a new T-Swift lyric that I love, <laughs> if I can be a little corny, where in one of her new songs, she says, if you never bleed, you're never going to grow. And I think yes, this- from the one. <laughs> yes, from the one, which I love. And that's the- that song has been hitting deep oh, with me. Love um, that song. So good. It's so beautiful. Do you have someone in mind for that song? Uh, yeah. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Wait, which one do you have in mind? It's no one that you know. Is this a New Zealand boy or no? Might be. (laughs) (laughs) Where that one was kind of like a missed connection, right? Like you think different place, different time. Yeah. I mean, not even really a missed connection. We connected for sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it like, you know, we were kids. We were not going to do long distance. That's insane. (laughs) It's hard. But when you, I don't want to say love, when you really like somebody, maybe deeper feelings are involved, you want to make it work. And I think... I don't know, from what I know of you, I think for myself too, it's like you would put in the work if you felt like it, it could be or like, I don't know, if like that energy was being matched and you thought that there was a feasible way. I think you're also a very practical person. So I, that side does come into play. It does. It does. It, it pains me. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's hard. I don't know. I've never wanted to be like, I'm not going to do long distance, but it's like, if I don't think someone's going to meet me in the middle, then I'm not going to, I don't know. I'm just never afraid to walk away, I guess is what I would say. And it's like, it hurts and it's like lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think everyone should look inward and be like, what is it that I want? What do I deserve? I'm worthy of love. I am whole without love, which I think is a big thing that you were saying too. And I don't need it to complete me. Yes. I'm not looking for my other half to complete me, but I'm looking for my equal to walk forward with me together, yes. hand Snaps in hand. To that. <laughs> and that just might take a little time. Yeah. You know, it might be a little bit of a slow cooker. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's worth it for the right person. But it does hurt. And you do get bruised and you do bleed along the way. But uh, it's part of the journey. It's part of the so growing. So they say. <laughs> part of the growing. The In evolution. the words of T-Swift. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe a hot blonde British man will walk into a bar one day and be like, you are my Taylor Swift. And I'll be like, let's go. <laughs> Basically, this podcast has just turned into a T-Swift stand account. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I don't care. (laughs) We should give like a trigger warning, like T-Swift haters beware. (laughs) This episode is not for you. (laughs) Side note though, have you listened to WAP, Changing Topics Completely, the new Cardi B song with Megan The Stallion? I I haven't yet. And I feel like I'm just preparing emotionally to be like blown away. (laughs) It's incredible. I love that all the haters are like, oh my gosh, women rapping about their bodies just like men have done for literal decades Ugh, what yes. the audacity the funny part though to me i will say from the music video is when they cut the beat for kylie jenner's like little what's the word what's what's the cameo? production term thank you yes <laughs> cameo and listen people are hating on that i'm like she's iconic in her own way like i think there's nothing wrong with it but the beat being cut does make me laugh because you expect her to drop some bars and she does not she just walks out in her little sexy outfit and walks away and I was like but respect I still respect it (laughs) okay as soon as this is done that's my to-do list number one let me know (laughs) but I do want to get into some questions we've kind of been answering them uh as we've gone along but somebody asked what happened with Jonathan 
Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler, clearly they're not together based on all this conversation that you've just heard. <laughs> Jonathan is so sweet. I mean, you if you listen to that episode, you can hear it. Like, such a sweetheart. Genuinely mm-hmm. enjoyed hanging out with him. And the true answer is, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Um, it's true it's really true I I will take the blame I think probably as I said before I probably wasn't ready and I and I really feel bad if this if I hurt him in any way but I I I think that I really enjoyed his company I loved hanging out with him I think that I was really caught up with work at the time and was not giving him enough from like just to even know if I was interested you know like it would it would be sometimes like full day before I would get back to him I was my availability was really limited so I'm kind of speculating like maybe he felt like I wasn't interested but so where are things left you you said the last text message correct? I think he did I think that I had had to cancel a date for some reason probably having to do with work I'm not really sure but then I think that I reached out to let him know like hey this job is finishing up I'm I'm taking on a different position where I'll be more available if you want to hang soon and then I think he said yeah that would be great and then I think we just left it at that how sad is that oh I feel so bad but I I think that in the past earlier on he had always been very communicative like Yes. Okay, great. Like, these are the days that I'm not working. These are the right. times that like I'm free. setting a date. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I think that it was one of those kind of slippery slope situations where once, like, a certain amount of time passes, you feel weird, like, reaching out again. And then the time right. gap just got bigger and bigger. Right. Where now, like, I thought so many times about reaching out to him to be like, how are you? Like, I'm sure this time is very difficult because he worked. Yeah for theater in the yeah yeah so man yeah I I do think about him a lot and I feel kind of shitty for (laughs) but but I will say this I think it goes both ways because that kind of happened with Greg and I too where it wasn't like we kind of mutually ghosted and I don't think that's the best but I don't think it's wrong when you kind of get that energy on both sides and you had said I think at the time when it was happening like you kind of felt that energy from him and like it wasn't the same as it had been earlier on when you were first talking but I don't know. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I also wouldn't, like, be too hard on yourself because I think if he really wanted to, he could have reached out to. And sometimes, like, it's not – I don't know. That's another thing I guess I got from this year is, like, you don't always get closure. Or you do get closure, but maybe not in the way that you expect. Or, like, you don't get the full answer. And I think b- becoming okay with that as much as we can. But it's hard. Yeah, like I totally feel like off base. I don't know if you feel no, that no, I do. I'm I'm someone who's honestly always been fine with no closure. Um, really, I guess what what? Yeah, I don't like confrontation. Confrontation yeah. is really tough for me, even if it's digital. Like, yeah. I get I get shaky. Right. But I think what bothers me is like not knowing if I if I hurt him by like not mm. being available. Like, if he ever thought that I didn't like him, mm-hmm. anything. I I do think that I felt. I was feeling that probably it wouldn't work as a relationship. I think that I was maybe sort of starting to feel that. Yeah. But so then the mature thing to do is to say that. And I I didn't. 
I think that probably I was willing to to give it a few more dates and kind of see how we were both feeling and instead it sort of just trickled off but I I enjoyed every second that I spent with him he was a nice guy but I think not everybody is for us in the long run and it's okay to like spend time with someone and enjoy their company but doesn't always you know make them a long-term partner exactly yeah, but, but I you did get well. to see Lin Manuel Miranda with him, and I will always be jealous of that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> Watching Hamilton, I was like, he walked into the coffee shop where I was. You're in the room where it happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, love that. <laughs> Speaking of gentlemen that have been on the pod, we have a question: Is there a favorite guy that we've had on, or favorite date? that you've witnessed or been in the room for and is there a least favorite so okay are we talking favorite for you like favorite people that came that, on that as is a date the question yeah but okay. i'll open it up to like you know we had b and chase on so any date like an right. actual date an actual pod, date or yourself yeah. oh okay 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 well maybe the the one where i was the most like excited i think was you and greg because I, I felt like I could really see this working. And of course, yeah. it's such a weird time. So it's, you know, not not surprising that it didn't progress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought you, you guys had really good chemistry. Um, as far as just like fun, I loved having Tyler on. <laughs> That's such a great episode. Such a fun little so group fun. of people. Yeah, I miss him dearly. I mean, Spencer was so fun too. That's a really fun yeah. app. I oh my god! But then we had so many cool guests. I can't I can't pick a favorite, you guys, <laughs> because then in quarantine, once we kind of shifted to the love stories, like yeah. all of our guests were just I so them. I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> but what I will say was my favorite, like as a as a date for you, was Greg. Greg. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there was a lot of chemistry there for sure yeah and Um, I commend you for all the dates you went on (laughs) so many dates yeah I I mean yeah looking back I'm just like wow I went on one date and that brought me so much turmoil (laughs) in the one like I just like was so anxious about it and then afterwards caused me so so that's why in my mind I'm like yeah 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 yeah. you weren't ready (laughs) (laughs) I guess yeah no I mean like I commend you for like thinking on that and coming to that and being like you know what like call it like I see it and that's what it was and like that takes growth and that takes time to like look at you know hindsight is twenty twenty, and yeah. sometimes you have to be out of it to fully appreciate it but listen that date was successful because you guys yeah, dated for like a little a while bit. a little bit a little chunk of time I will say I think that I uh came to the realization in quarantine where I was like if I went on a date with anyone it would only be for the pod and that doesn't seem fair yeah. To them. Yeah. I know. I was pushing for you to date a hot yeah. Colorado man, which I'm still, you know, in favor of, <laughs> but I understand why you didn't. I respect it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a, do you have a fave date? A fave date. Or I, mean, I will, it's hard I will say think. this. Oh, it's so hard. I really, in terms of guests, I loved Nia Ennis. Yes. And obviously, you know, Outside of social media, we never would have met them, but I think they have such a cool love story, and they're so in sync, which only comes, I think, with, like, living and, like, loving each other for, like, seven years, Mm -hmm. so that was super cool. 
I've really loved everybody. Um, in terms of a date, I think I'm happy that we did the Greg thing. I'm happy that I tried out virtual dating and like had that experience for sure. I am happy that I reconnected with Miles and like, even though that was such an interesting experience, (laughs) he's a lovely, lovely, such a good person. And just, yeah, I mean, you saw that too. And speaking to him, how he talks about his family, he loves his family Mm -hmm. so much. So he's someone who I wouldn't have, we've always been friendly, but I wouldn't have like gotten to know on that level without the pod. And so I think from that, like we still have a really good friendship out of it, which is great. And even Anthony, like, I don't know. I don't really have any regrets about any of the dates because I think they all gave me different lessons. Even Spencer, you know? Yeah. Short-lived, but, but fine. <laughs> My mom loves his story about the RA. She thinks it's so funny. <laughs> I love that yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> and hearing your dad's story. Yeah, and it was. I mean, I mom. never thought I would talk to my dad about dating. That was awesome. Yeah. He really does give me, like, Ron Swanson vibes for sure. <laughs> so Yeah, funny. so just imagine that as your dad, like, just trying to talk to Ron Swanson about dating. Like, I just, yeah. <laughs> um, a question that I got is, what's something that you've learned about Savannah through this experience? Oh. And I would say, so I mean, so many different things. Obviously, we, we do it, you know, in the recording, but then on the back end, there's so much that goes into that people don't fully appreciate slash see. So one, I've said it before, I'll say it again, just the fact that you take this hot jumble of a podcast <laughs> and you record it, you know, and take the editing and take it to the level that it's at. I think it makes it sound really professional Aww. and all the music and the transitions. And that's been super fun to see it kind of progress too, as we've like gotten more comfortable with it and see what you do with it. And now literally you'll just like, take this and you'll whip it into something great and send it to me and I feel like I barely give any edits because it's like so good um but I would say on the the recording end I think you're a really good active listener and that's a skill set that I think a lot of people don't fully appreciate but our guests will like drop a day that they met and like I'm thinking it's one date but you actually have the correct date when I listen back I'm like is that right and like you're always right you always have it correct because you like take the information you, I think, again, are a really good active listener. So you ask really smart, insightful questions and like are really good at like moving the conversation forward. So it's been really fun. Oh, it's been fun to thanks, work with Matt. you. And, that yeah. means a lot. <laughs> I just want to, I want to toot your horn a little bit. Like <laughs> Madison, you've been working your tushy off with this thing. Like I, you, you built our listenership single-handedly. I didn't help at all with that. T- truly. <laughs> Not a single bit. (laughs) So anyone that is listening to this right now, it's probably because of you. (laughs) Shout out to our our fans in India and Kazakhstan. That's my favorite one that we have some listeners there. You guys are awesome. I love your grit and your confidence and your willingness to step out on a limb. We truly couldn't have made this without, without you and your hard work and that that confidence. I don't know. Like you're, you're able to, to reach out to people and able to, to share personal things about yourself. And I just really admire it. And yeah, this journey has been just so fun in so many unexpected ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have tears in my eyes. (laughs) It has been fun. And I think a lot of other people, to be honest, wouldn't still be doing this. I think yeah. <laughs> when you were like, I don't want to date. Like, that could have been the end of it. Uh, yeah. Me now being like, I don't want to date. Uh, when the the quarantine situation first hit mm-hmm. and then the social justice movement. Like, there's just been so much that's happened. Yeah. And I think 
every time we've kind of like taken a step back mm-hmm. and we've had a little sidebar conversation to be like, what do we want to do here? Yeah. And we've persisted. And this is, I think, I would I have to check my math, but I think including the quarantine episodes, this is our 21st episode, which Holy is moly. fucking remarkable. What? <laughs> That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a pretty remarkable a thing. A lot for a couple of we've a- done. amateur pod gals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we've covered a lot of ground and a lot of aspects of love. And I do want to plug one love story that I've shared with you before, but to share with our listeners. Um, there's a dear family friend whose husband unfortunately passed away from cancer um, about a year ago. And she's been a great supporter of the pod and has been listening in. And she said that the podcast inspired her to try out virtual dating and online dating for the first time. And she actually met somebody at the beginning of quarantine and they're still together. She has a little girl. He has a little boy. It's going really well. So if anyone else has a story like that or anything you know, maybe the pod is just convinced you to try out an app. Like, I would love to know that. We would both love to know. So please write in to us and, and let us know because that's so yeah, uplifting. Yeah, it's it incredible it to it. hear. I mean, sometimes yeah. I literally forget that people listen to this because, yeah. <laughs> as you know, like, I'm not big on socials. Like, you know, right. I, I kind of edit it. I send it to you. And then I'm like, okay, what what are we doing next week? Right, <laughs> so, right. The, the thought that, yeah, I mean, some people might be able to take a step forward that they – might not have without listening like that's big it's big we definitely pat yourself in the back <laughs> have a little toast a to little yourself. toast you too we have gotten some questions about season two if there's a season two what are we thinking for season mm. two mm-hmm. we've not talked about it at no, all no <laughs> no this is we're going in cold <laughs> yeah I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I I guess it really depends on where we end up in our in our lives and in the world, like literally just physically. Um, I I do like that we opened it up to just not ourselves because, you know, there was a time where I was just absolutely not interested in talking about myself. That was just like not where I was at emotionally, where the country's at emotionally. Yeah. So the the thought that we could continue it in a way that doesn't focus on ourselves. But I do still really like the idea of first dates on a podcast. I think like that was the original pitch and definitely yeah. we um, strayed from that. Yeah. But I think that that's still an interesting idea t- that could be worth exploring just depending on where we go and what we want to do. I, I know. Agree. What do you think? Um, well, this is a little premature, and I don't know what could happen between telling you this now and yeah. when this comes out into the world, but I am up for a part-time position with a new dating app that just launched back in May Ooh. to do content and marketing for them. <gasps> and they said to me today, one of the things that stood out is your work with the podcast and everything that you guys have done. And they said have you uh, looked into any sponsorships? And I said, yes, we do some sponsorships just through Anchor, which is our site. But, you know, in my heart of hearts, I'd love to see us progress with it and be paired up with a dating app. So I don't know, you guys. <laughs> I really don't know <laughs> what preliminary. Happen. It's very preliminary. Um, but just I'll say this. I think there's a world in which we take this to where I've always believed that we can take it. And... Um, like you said, there's a way for us to maybe bring it 
outside mm-hmm. people to maybe do some of the dating, but to still keep that true uh, narrative that we love so much. And maybe it's one of us sometimes. It could definitely be other people. We can bring in other love stories. Yeah. But uh, there is some interest in what we've been cooking up here. So <laughs> to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So anyways, all that to say, keep we don't posted. know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want a season two? What would you like to see on yeah, season two? Yeah, let us know. Let us know. And I guess to close it out, which is so sad, and I'm not ready to say goodbye, um, but do you have some swipe support for the people, for the swipers? The potentially last it's been a long journey. swipe support. This is the last one. Um... For, for now. now. We'll say for now. Well, I think if I look back at all of the advice that we've gotten from every couple that we talk to, almost every one of them mentions communication, mm-hmm. which might be an obvious thing. I don't care. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think people need to hear that. I think knowing that in order for something to work with someone, you have to be able to talk to each other about the hard shit, but then also like being able to communicate with yourself. That's something that, as I talked about Mm -hmm. earlier, I have realized like there's some stuff that you and your brain still need to get straight. Like Sav and Sav's brain are sometimes not on the same page. So you have some work to do there in order to be fully there for someone else. So yeah, I don't know if that's helpful at all. A lot of times in the advice I've given, I've been like, I don't know anything. I don't know no, how to get advice. No, it's hitting deep. <laughs> I think you're hitting deep. You're hitting the core of it. You have to do the work before. What does RuPaul say? <laughs> if you don't love yourself, how the hell is someone else going to love you? And it's true. Yeah. Our you philosopher, to... RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> Patron seat RuPaul yeah. podcast. It's RuPaul and Taylor Swift. They share joint custody. <laughs> Where are the Saint candles? <laughs> oh, I do have my Michelle Obama candle from you somewhere. Oh my, oh my god. In my boxes. How how have I not brought this up before? Madison, you and I have something in common with Michelle Obama. What is it? We oh! are podcasters. <laughs> She has a podcast. Michelle, be a guest on our podcast. So we can <laughs> literally say that we have like something in common with You're right. Michelle Obama. <laughs> do you think she and Barack would do a love story for us? <laughs> Should we ask? I'll slide into the DMs. You know what, what girl? You've got the grit. You've got the confidence. I say <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Could you imagine? He's like, well, first off, let me tell you. <laughs> Oof. You're right. Love that. Love that journey for us. Things are looking up already. <laughs> um, tell me, Mads, what is your swipe support for our finale? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> swipe support, swipe support. Um, <laughs> make a podcast as a social experiment and just watch your life blow up in a year. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely think what you're saying is spot on because I think like you, I needed to go through all of this to understand where I was at emotionally and the work that I still need to do. But I guess my biggest advice is it's okay to say I'm not ready or I want to take a break um, and I want to just focus on me. But don't be afraid to 
I don't know, keep trying because that's, to me, that's what, this has been a love letter to being single in so many ways Mm -hmm. and everybody's path is different. And so I think sometimes I look at my friends, like I said, three friends were getting, supposed to be getting married this year and they're all, you know, in my age group. Uh, I have friends buying houses. I have friends living with their long-term partners. We literally have a friend, a mutual friend, Olivia, who met a guy like a week before quarantine and they've been together this whole time. They've been to like Vermont and Florida and they're planning on getting married. It's like a whole crazy thing. So everybody has a different journey and Mm -hmm. that's the moral, but there's no cookie cutter way of doing love. And I think the love stories have really made that clear to me. Like all of those stories were so vastly different Yes, and they all have, you know, different experiences. and, And like you said, different advice to share, but, um, I don't know. We're all on a path and just keep looking ahead don't get discouraged. I'm saying this to myself too. Play that sad music if you want to. Journal, <laughs> meditate, go for long walks, do yeah. what you need to do to like treat yourself right and like show up for yourself first. Uh, but don't but don't lose hope because I think in all of this, I'm still very hopeful. I still love love and yeah. I still, you know, think it's out there for both of us. Um, but we don't have the timing. And I guess some of that you just have to kind of trust the universe and divine timing so to speak and see what happens and also you know as much as I've talked about not being ready I think really checking in with yourself and you might have to push yourself a little bit like I think there's a difference between truly not being ready and like being a little bit nervous does that make sense like the right person is not just going to um like spill their coffee on you yes as we as we go back to the meet cute you're not gonna probably meet them buying avocados at giant exactly exactly so yes 100 work on yourself make sure that you're ready and then be ready to push yourself a little bit if you need to and i think we've both done that and yeah. then maybe at times realize like, okay, I did. I pushed myself and it's, I, now I need to sit back down for a little bit. Yeah. And it's been a joy to, to make that journey and come to those realizations with you by my side. Yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Likewise. I am, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of us. I, I don't know. I just have so much gratitude for every, every single person who's been a part of this journey as a guest, as a listener, as a sounding board for all of our good <laughs> ideas and not so good ideas. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's a beautiful way to kind of tie up this chapter in our lives. And for me, it's very um, symbolic as I've left New York and I've kind of closed that chapter, at least for now. Um, yeah. And again, who knows what will happen in the future, but I'm really happy to have this and to have these episodes to look back on and just so I think, like you said, all the lessons that we can take from this, you know, both recording and then also behind the scenes and kind of being entrepreneurs and understanding what it is to launch a brand yeah, and do it on your own, which is a pretty remarkable thing to think I about know. where we started a year ago in I know. a basement in Queens to <laughs> where we are Which today. Shout out to QED and Astoria. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the birth okay. of our little potty. Yeah. yeah, I think Even they're still going. They hated us at first. I yeah, liked us <laughs> we we overstayed our welcome and brought our own food in. It <laughs> uh, is what it is. Um, I do want to share if anyone is interested throughout this uh, journey, we've asked our guests to share a song that resonates to them about love, 
and I've compiled that into a playlist called the Swiped Out Season 1 Playlist, which will be available on Spotify. And you can check that out on our Instagram page, too. But that's super fun. I did yes. have to add in one or two for a couple people were not in contact with. <laughs> I just guessed <clears throat> on what they would like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but most of them are from you know those those individuals that we've had on, and we asked the question, "What does love mean to you right now?" So for some people, they answered that in April. Some of them answered that mm-hmm. a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really fun too, and I think that's kind of been a nice thing to see it come together. Mads, would you mind sharing? your song that yes. you picked i picked dreams by fleetwood mac oh classic <laughs> <laughs> uh i love stevie she is a queen and yeah. i think it really i don't know it resonates with me with this most recent relationship uh, yeah. a lot yeah and do you remember yours yeah i picked i know alone by heim Yes. <laughs> Which <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Perfectly describes my feelings at the beginning mm-hmm. of this. And now I'm starting to not feel so alone, realizing that like I have my friends around me and I'm discovering myself. And that's exactly where I need to be right now. Yeah. I'm crying. Oh! <laughs> 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 um <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody. Oh, um, no, you're going to make me cry now. <laughs> no. uh, uh. Thank you so much to everybody for listening, for <laughs> sticking with us through this. Thank you, Sab, for doing it with me. <laughs> and it's not, it's not goodbye forever. Just uh, to see you later. One. See you later. Yeah. As always, you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seriously going to plug yeah, the gram yeah. right now? Always an entrepreneur. <laughs> Always plug it. At SwipedOutPod on Instagram or Facebook or SwipedOutPod at gmail.com. And no one has ever sent us a letter, but you might one day. Please do. Uh, but yeah, but in all seriousness, you're the best. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. <laughs> this is Swipe. Cut to the music. You already know. (laughs) Bye.